Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am joined by my new friend, Paul George, author of Holy Grit, A Saintly Guide to Becoming a Man of Virtue. Really excited. We're going to talk all about what being a man of virtue is. I was so excited to, I am so excited to have you on and just kind of get your insight. I loved, I was reading the description of the book before I talked to some of my colleagues and it just seems so real life, which is very appreciated. I love how down to earth you are and, you know, just really giving saintly examples for how men can be the best men that they can be. So I'm really excited to have you on and to have this conversation. So welcome, Paul. I would love if you could share a little bit about yourself for everyone listening. Yeah, thanks, Chanel. I mean, we're already besties, so that works. I made it. I made it. It's awesome. Yeah, I live in Lafayette, Louisiana. I've married almost 26 years. We have five kids. And yeah, I just love life and love God in the church. And I'm a normal everyday guy, husband and father, and I work, I travel, speak and and consult for organizations. So that's kind of my day to day. Wow. I love that. Yes. And I love being a normal everyday guy. I think sometimes when, you know, you see authors of books or, you know, people come on the podcast or just go around the country speaking for different things, you can think, well, I'm going to take advice from this person, but I don't really know if they've lived a life you know, lived a real life and really understand what it's like to be a person <laughs> in 2023. Yeah, I, totally. I often say like my life is very vanilla. And what I mean by that is like, that's a good thing. It's simple. You know, I'm, I'm living the vocation God wants me to. I'm not overcomplicating it. And I'm not, you, you know, what I'm saying is like, I, I work with so many people that their life is just so overly complicated and they, they just stir it up and they mix it up with so many different things and factors and often say it's okay for your life to be simple and vanilla you know that's Um, great advice maybe that's what what god wants for you oh no that's great advice i think that that sounds just like advice that my mom gave me when i was (laughs) feeling very overwhelmed and she was like you know what chanel sometimes it's nice to just like not do anything and i think i was maybe like 10 you know back in the days when you don't want to nap you know, you don't want to rest if your parents would say, like, my mom would always say, well, why don't you just go in your room and rest? Or why don't you read a book? Right. Or why don't you, like, sit? And I felt so overwhelmed. I was like, well, I can't. Like, I have so many things to do. I obviously have to figure out how to do math. I have to, like, watch a show. <laughs> I was like, there was so much. Right. And she's like, Chanel, you know, it's okay to just exist. You don't have to be, you don't have to be doing a lot. It's okay to have a boring life. Because my sister and I would always say, gosh, we're so bored. And she's like, it's okay to be bored. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people wish yeah. for boring sometimes. Yeah. So that's amazing. And I, you know, I, I don't want to get the wrong message here. I'm not talking about like not living with purpose. Sure, absolutely. Meaning or having a sense of mission. Uh, all those things are super important in our life. Uh, I'm really talking about just living this life that gets off into the peripheral where we're constantly feeling anxious and stressed and worried. You absolutely. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a great way to live of just appreciating the day to days with your family. And that's so beautiful. And you that's really cool. You have such a, a rich appreciation. So I, you know, I'm so excited about your book, as I was talking about earlier. Something I'm curious about, a lot of my friends a lot of my male friends that I had in college, right? They mentioned to me a lot about having that particular community 
in college. I went to a small Catholic college in Florida. So a lot of, you know, very intense kind of kinship, fraternal community, which was great and very encouraging for them. But then they felt like when they left college and they were like real adults, for lack of better words, they didn't really know how to be like virtuous men. They didn't know what that meant. They were like, well, I pray, but I don't know like what else that means. I don't know how to really combat a lot of the things that I'm struggling with or that just daily life that I'm experiencing or how to be a man that people are like, wow, that man has integrity. And I love what you say in your book just about the men having grit, you know, and just having that kind of like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. So I would love for you to, <laughs> because I don't want to say it incorrectly, but I, I love what you're saying just about, it doesn't have to be this boring kind of you're someone that's not like fun or exciting or And so I would just love for you to share, one, what is grit? Like, what does that mean to have that in your life? Sometimes, I mean, when I say it, I just want to like squeeze my hands together. That's what I feel the definition is. And then secondly, what kind of encouragement would you give like young men or, you know, men of any age that especially young men, though, that are kind of out of a specific community. And so they're looking for how to be well-formed and being a man of virtue Um, what would you say to that man in terms of like, you can do it, any encouragement? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the word grit, right, doesn't get you excited to have moxie, to be tough, to do hard things. I mean, and that ultimately for men and, and not to exclude women, but the book is written to the male audience. Absolutely. Is every guy wants to say, I'm tough, I'm gritty. I got moxie. I got swagger. I want to do hard things. Like, so no guy's like, no, I don't want any of that. Right. And the book's called Holy Grip because I believe that for men and the gospel teaches, we become fully integrated and alive when the man that God created us to be this faithful man and this, this masculine gritty man that we're made to be at the same time meshes together, learning to do hard things mentally, spiritually, physically and emotionally, you know, and, and this is what the book kind of integrates. And I find that for a lot of young adult men, as they're grown into adulthood, they've yet to learn how to really integrate all phases of those things. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. But a life in Christ is integrating those things. So I wouldn't say like, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings. We have this spiritual foundation. We're also physical beings. We have a body, right. And then we're emotional beings. We have a will, we have a we have a thoughts, and we have emotions. All three phases of those things have to work together. If one's not working, the triangle collapses, mm. right? So how do we do that? Like, how do we integrate who we're made to be, gritty and holy, and grow in those areas of our life? That's what the book kind of tries to figure out, I guess you could say. No, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. no, I love that. And I I like the challenge of like, okay, we're going to try to figure this out together. And there's this kind of, there's this feeling of like, you're not alone in your experience. And just even earlier when you were like, I'm a regular person, I think it's great to say, like, we're just trying to do this together and nobody has it fully figured out. But these are some ways that I think and some ways that we've been modeled, whether it's from St. Maximilian Kobe, which I love, which you mentioned, you know, and just like heroic virtue and just what does that mean to live that? You know, you might not be in a situation where you have to like surrender your life 
in that way, but you might be in a situation where you're called to kind of put yourself ahead of someone else in the way of like surrendering and sacrificial virtue in that way. So I think that's such a, such a beautiful thing. And I'm curious, what inspired you to write about this topic? Well, yeah, it feels like it's been like the journey of my life as a man is like how to figure out how to be fully a man. Right. Mm. And what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and you actually look at like teachings in the church and church documents, there's not a lot written about mass. And I think part of that is because it, it seems probably that it was always this assumed what it is, but we're living a time and a day where it's not assumed anymore. There's a mm-hmm. lot of attacks on the family and on the culture and on manhood and masculinity and femininity. And there's a lot of confusion, right? So like, you know, an attempt to just find this freedom of what does it mean to be a true man? You know, I hear stories of my own life throughout the book, but it's certainly not the foundation of the book. What I decided is, well, let me, let me research 10 really amazing men and the life that they live and pull out what their life looked like as a gritty, masculine, holy man, and use that as the backdrop and example of, of true manhood, right? So I researched, studied lots of saints and through that picked 10 male saints to highlight each chapter and pulled out the story of their life and how they integrated and meshed or merged together this life of grittiness of toughness of hard things with a life of holiness Hmm. and i actually was completely fascinated by their stories i got to tell you it's to the point where at the end of the book, I wrote an epilogue. And I've never wrote, written an epilogue before because by the time I got to the end of the book, I had more opportunities of conversion by studying these saints. So mm-hmm. I had to write about my own conversion through the writing. That's how powerful the lives of these, these guys were because they're not just fictional characters. They're real men who, who had real lives, who did real things, who worked real jobs and spilt blood, did hard things, and yet meshed a life of God at the same time in their life. And yet we're talking about them hundreds and even thousands of years later. Mm. That's how powerful their lives are. And I believe that we can be like them. Men can be like them. Like we can model their life and the virtues they lived because ultimately what they had in their inside of them is the grace of Christ living inside of them that al- allowed them to live the way God created them to live. Mm, that's a word. Thank you so much. You're like bringing me to church with your mm. zeal. So yes, I I love that. And I I just, a few of the saints that, that you mentioned, I think you mentioned Padre Pio and, and St. Peter and, and St. Augustine. And I just love I love those men because they really span the the scale of experience. When I think about St. Peter, he's one of my favorites of just like, oh man, you know, he he was with Jesus in such like an such a closeness. He would have no other reason to just say, "Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I know this guy. I'm with him 100%. I'll stay awake the whole time. I got gotcha, you. I'm right behind you." But even he felt this like fear of, oh man, I don't know. I shouldn't say that I know him. I feel kind of nervous. I don't know if in this moment that I can be brave. 
and in the, and it's such a like testament just for the for the idea that all of us can feel that but we overcome that with God's grace and so i think those are those are great examples and i'm curious what are your hopes for people that read this book like what do you what would you like for their takeaways to be my my hope is that in reading this book like they would see the lives of these saints and maybe my own stories are the stories I use and say, it is possible Mm. for me to be a man of holy grit, like to do hard things and tough things in life and to be holy, to seek God and to pursue holiness. Like those two things don't have to like exist in two separate boxes Mm. that they can merge together. And my hope is that there would be a movement of men who would say, I want to do that. I want to live that not easy doesn't you know we're gonna fail and mess up but that's the great thing about these stories of these saints i don't just write about their holy part of their Mm -hmm. life i write about their conversions i mean saint augustine lived with a woman had a child out of wedlock i mean you know saint thomas moore was married twice his first wife died he Mm -hmm. was beheaded you know for like not obeying you know the king like saint ignatius of Loyola took a cannonball wound to the side you know like like we're talking about these these real guys who live real life. So what's important is to understand that they, they didn't come out of the womb perfect. They learned how to follow God and do hard things to merge gritty and holy. And that's my hope for all men. Hmm. That's a word. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I, Definitely pre-ordered. This is not a plug for your book, but this is a plug for your book. I already pre-ordered for two of my really good male friends. I told them that I was interviewing you and they're really excited because they're really like the rough and tough dudes. So um, right. so, <laughs> so they're excited to read this and kind of, you know, have like an actual because they always try to talk to me about it. And I'm absolutely not. So um, although I'm supportive, so. I'm really excited for them to read it and for everyone that's listening to be encouraged by kind of your hopes for, you know, for all of our male listeners to really feel encouraged that they can do hard things, you know, with the grace of God, that they can be gritty men of virtue. That's super cool. So we're so grateful that you were on with us. And uh, as we wrap up this episode, at the end of every episode, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope. So it can be something in the future that you're hopeful for, looking forward to, or something in recent that has given you hope. If you need time to think about it, I can go first. Um, or if you're ready, yeah, you can go. Okay. No, set it up. Okay. Set it up <laughs> awesome. Me. Okay. I'll throw you one. So, okay. I, when I'm not doing this podcast, I work for the Eucharistic Congress. So we're planning like this pilgrimage next year around the country with young adults. So I'm really excited. It's going to be awesome. And I've just gotten to talk to a lot of people around the country that are so excited for people to be walking with Jesus around the country. And it's going to just be awesome. And, you know, in moments where the church is, you know, not everyone's favorite, and sometimes it can feel discouraging living your faith in a very outward way, it's really encouraging and hopeful to meet a lot of people that are excited that Jesus will be on the streets and that, you know, people will just be praying and walking around for two months and, you know, really pilgrimaging um, to this Congress next summer. And so I'm just really excited for that. So it's been a big source of hope in my life. That's that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for that as well. I think in my life, like the first thing that came to mind, we have a big year in our family. Our oldest is getting married. So it's our first to oh, marry wow. off my daughter. And so there's been a lot of 
cool moments and emotions and vulnerability. And my hope is that we could really enter in as a family and celebrate it, but just embrace the joy Mm. and the emotion and the vulnerability of it and just watch God work and move. And so that's, that's my hope. Oh my uh, gosh. How are you feeling, dad? How is that? I mean, when is the wedding? I'm happy, sad, falling apart some days, <laughs> okay. but it's, it's a good thing. Sure. Yeah, the, the wedding's in June. So oh like my four gosh. months away. Wow. So yeah. That's yeah, great. But here's the funny thing. Like, I know we're running out of time is uh, I set, I set them up. Like I set them up. So like, it's just like the funniest, coolest thing ever. We'll have to do a whole nother show. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. And your, your daughter must be like, thank you so much, dad. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is amazing. Well, like what, what is her name? Her name's Marie. Marie. Yeah. Okay. Marie, so, and, Marie and Matt. Okay. So for everyone listening, we'll pray for Marie and Matt for a happy, healthy, and virtuous marriage. That is so, that's so great and so exciting. My older sister got married a couple years ago and my family, we were going through the same thing. First one of us to get married. And it was like, it was such a, so, like, we're all so happy, but we're also like, oh man, you know, like. Carlene is ours and then now she's going to, we're going to have to share her with you, which is kind of a bummer. So, <laughs> but we're also, yeah, we're it. also happy for you, but like, you know, can she still, you know, have sleepovers with us and hang out with us all the time? So <laughs> right. it's not yeah. quite the same thing, but, but where can we find more information about you and what you're doing and kind of learn more information about your book and just your life? Yeah, pretty simple. Either go to pauljorge.la or holygrit.org. You can get the book or look up the things that I'm doing. There's also a facilitator's guide for the book. So guys can do it as like a group oh, study sweet. or whatever. So there's all those opportunities. So it's it's awesome. Sweet. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people can check that out. But thank you so much, Paul, for being with us again. And we wish you the best. And we will be praying for Marie and Matt. Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless you. You too. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to Paul for being our guest. Make sure to check out his book, Holy Grit. I've already given copies to some of my male friends and I have referred this episode to all of the men in my life so they can hear about what it really means to be a man of virtue. I hope that this episode was helpful and can be fruitful in your life. Please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. And I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.